Hey, this is Nathan. And this is Thomas. Today on Not the Pastor, we get to talk to Johnny Stewart about fundraising. Now, I understand fundraising probably isn't like on the top of our most exciting things to accomplish, but we've come to the conclusion that it's important, especially we're going to talk in the realm and the context of teenagers and youth groups, and it's important for many churches. It's a vital process in order to send teenagers to life-changing events, things like youth camp or youth conference, those kind of things that separate a teenager from their normal day-to-day life where God can speak to them and can do an incredible work in their life. Now, I know that there are many different ways that churches handle fundraising, and so we're not going to talk about every piece of that. But what we are going to talk about is we're going to give some ideas and some mindsets behind fundraising this week. And the next week, where the Johnny Stewart is going to give us some of his best fundraisers that he did as he was a youth pastor in Washington for a number of years. And we're going to learn from him and excited to talk to him about fundraising today. Here we go. Brother Jonathan Stewart, it is good to have you. Can can we can we get do away with the formalities though and just call you Johnny? Is that all right? Oh yeah, that's, what, oh, that's yeah. what we're used to. Okay, just right off the bat, get that out of the way. Well, brother Johnny, thank you so much for being with us today, giving us some of your time, and look forward to just gleaning a little bit from you as we talk about fundraising today. Yeah. And obviously, as we say the word fundraising, when we're talking about churches specifically, my mind goes straight to youth department, um, and of course, yes. you spend a great deal of time leading a youth department in Washington. And of course you're pastoring now in in Texas, but uh, definitely still have some uh, things I think we can glean from you unless you have you already forgotten everything or do you, do you still Uh, remember anything? I'll just make it up by the way. So that's That's what we do anyways. (laughs) Well, Uh, when I hear fundraising and I'm just thinking, through the mind of you know a listener here it could just be that man fundraising that doesn't sound super exciting but honestly it does get exciting when you think about the fact that our teenagers our youth departments need to hear good preaching and it's going to mm-hmm. cost to take them to those kind of events because when we're talking about fundraising obviously we're talking about like taking kids to camps and youth conferences and things of this sort so uh, we want to talk with you about that today and get some get a little bit of wisdom from you you know what what are some things that you tried to keep in mind when it came to fundraising yeah so uh kind of the the overall mindset behind it is kind of like what you're saying with the fundraising itself is not the most fun thing in the world and it's it's really not and if you're focused on that that aspect of it actually going out and doing it uh, it can really become a drag. It can really yes. be dreadful. But when you put it in the context of the rest of youth ministry and getting these teens to camp and stuff like that, it actually it is really neat to start seeing how it all comes together. And obviously, we would we would say that uh, it's another avenue for the Lord to show Himself, show see His hand at work. I don't know how many times where through financial deficiencies. It was very clear that God was at work by yes. the way he provided and for the, the teenagers themselves to see that. Right. Where it didn't it didn't make sense on paper, but in like three or four days, God came through, certain things came up, and boom, all of a sudden they went from zero dollars to the two hundred and fifty dollars they needed for camp. Yeah, that's great. It it made them excited. And even on top of that, and I, I think this is, you know, kind of a 
like a side benefit to it. A lot of these teenagers, and you, you know what it's like, you ever take a, a seventh grader out to do fundraising and it's basically, they're not doing anything, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. Yep. But to, to see them go from that yes. to somewhere, usually about their ninth grade year, right. it, it seems like things start to click. Yep. Uh, and you can see that work ethics start to grow in them. Yes. Oh yeah. And we've even had some kids by the time they're, you know, 11th, 12th grade, like they were just machines. And uh, when it came to fundraising, like they were just on top of it, they were 100% involved, uh, giving it, it their all. And so it's, yeah. So I, I always try to think about those things uh, when I was working with kids, because, you know, the first couple of years, you, you don't get to see those long-term results or some of those, all those big sure. things happen at once. But after a few years, you start to see those things. And then, so really after about the, I'd say after about the fourth year doing that with teenagers, my whole mentality, my whole mindset on fundraising uh, was really different. And, yeah. and I wasn't dreading it. I was excited about it because we'd nice. seen, we'd seen the Lord use it and we'd yeah, seen yeah. Uh, that personal growth, both in their maturity, their social maturity, but also in their spiritual maturity. So that was, that was pretty great. Brother Johnny, one of the times the, the switch for me happened as I was a youth pastor and the switch was like, man, I hate fundraising. Like it's the necessary evil yeah. to, yeah. this is, wow. I'm so proud of the group that I have. And this is awesome. One of those times happened, we had a guy coming to church who was riding our buses. We had a couple of guys who knew camp was coming up and just had made it their decision. We're going to get this guy to camp. We're going to be his friend and we're going to, we're going to do awesome. everything we can right, to, mm. to be a light and a witness. And like the kind of people we're, we're going to be Christians is, I mean, like that's what they were. They earned all their own money before fundraising's even happened, right? They had all their, all their uh, money for camp ahead of time. They did that on purpose so that they could go out fundraising and mm. ask specifically that everything that they earned would go to this guy so that he didn't have to pay anything to go to camp because his awesome. family situation didn't allow him to do any of that. That's great. Yeah. So, so then he goes to camp. He actually ends up having to leave early, but on the way home, we send him home with a, a family that was headed home early and they were talking to him on the way home. They ended up pulling over. He asked Jesus to save him that day, like on the way home wow. from camp. And all of that happens, right? Because a couple of teenagers go, you know what? We are going to use the opportunity that we have to fundraise to That's send cool. this guy to camp. Wow. Like that wouldn't have happened had we not had events in place that help people raise the money. They, they couldn't have yeah. afforded to pay for his camp and their camp, but yep. they saved their money and then fundraise to get him there it was awesome i i it, did, wow. it changed my mindset it was pretty cool that is great yeah. kind of what you were saying there thomas about the guys getting their money and then helping yeah. someone else out one thing that we started doing the last three years that i was up there is we started having accounts and yeah. it was almost like a like an excel spreadsheet yep. and it would just keep track of what every single kid had and what the total amount was in the team fund. I just kind of try to look at each teenager, like make, just make transactions for everything that they get in, everything that they get out. And that way we would be able to keep track of all the money that they've raised and that they've spent throughout the year. And, and you know, that, that system, uh, I don't want to get too detailed into how that system worked because honestly, I look back at it and over the course of three years, I was constantly refining it, refining it. And even by the time I left, I still was like, man, I should have done it so much differently. But still that concept of having an account. Uh, and I actually I actually got this from Seth Bailey. He, he yeah. mentioned this uh, youth pastor in Oklahoma City at Southwest Baptist Church. He said that they'll have their accounts. And if like a missionary comes in, 
uh, the teenagers can say, I want, I want to give $20 from my account to this nice. missionary as oh, a love cool. offering. And so we started making that available and we would have teenagers give uh, out of their accounts to different needs and different things like that. Wow. You know how it is. It's just a universal law that if you're going to have a big teen event, especially camp, you're going to have a new teenager come yeah. like either the week before of or the course. Sunday that you oh, guys yeah. leave. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That Can is I go to camp tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's, that's just how it is. Yes. And so yeah. we would do that. At, or we would have that happen, of course. And then I would just announce it to the teens and be like, hey, you know, we got a new guy. We'd really like to, to get him to go. If you'd be willing to give any money out of your account, uh, just let me know. No pressure. I'm not making you do it. It's totally up to you. And we we just have, you know, we'd have 20 kids uh, give like 10 bucks. There's $200 right there. And then, you know, you talk to the, the parents, they'll do the other $50. They're, yeah. they're fine with that. And I even had a parent who asked me and said, I don't understand how, how can they get all this money, like then they haven't done anything. Like she thought I was scamming them, you know? <laughs> and I explained to her, you know, what it was. It's like, no, the other teenagers, they've had money saved up and they wanted to put in some money to help them go. And, and she was just kind of floored by that. Like it's an incredible testimony. It is. It is. Absolutely. Well, I did want to ask you this because that, that kind of touches in my mind on how do you keep fundraisers from, burning out your church family because basically if you're always coming to them asking them hey can we have some more money that that's if you're not careful that's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth you're probably going to start yeah. getting you know church members who are well burned out about it so i mean how, how did you avoid that okay so the first probably three or four years we did not avoid that me either <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. and, and so I, and, you know it finally it got to the point where Pastor Knuff, I think he he may have said something to me about it, like just kind of offhand, you know, like, hey, let's not let's not burn the people out or something like that. Yeah. And I think at that point I started thinking about it. And I was like, wow, we've done all these fundraisers 100% from the church. Yes, within the church, you know, yeah. And some of these families have given like $700, $800 to the oh, teens yeah. over the course of the year. And we're still short, you know, because yes. we, so we need we need more, we need more cash infusion that's not coming from inside the church. And so what I ended up doing is we kind of limited the church fundraising. We would do an annual car wash where they would get pledges from church members. We would do a, a dessert auction. You know, those are always, those are classics and those are good. Then after that, what we would basically do is we would just tell the people that if you need some if you need some work done, just let us know and we'll go out and we'll do the work. And there's no requirement or minimum for what what you're going to give to the teen class. You know, you just give what you think is fair, what the Lord lays on your heart. We would actually, for those ones, it's kind of interesting the way that we would work those. So we would have these off jobs, just kind of random jobs. I would reserve those for very specific teenagers that either they're they're in a situation where they couldn't do the normal fundraising, like they came after the car wash, you know, or they were they were actually good workers, like I could actually <laughs> rely on them, you yeah, know. Right. Yes. Fortunately, you have to handpick those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's no other way to say it. Like yeah. we're talking about the seventh graders, you know. If if someone wants you to mow an acre yard, uh, like yeah. this, yeah, it's like an acre, and it needs some some bushes to get trimmed to, and all that stuff. You're not going to take out the seventh grader who doesn't even know what a lawnmower is, it, we would kind of use it like that. And then another thing that we would do with those jobs is because since it was by love offering, I guess you could say, we never knew what to expect. So 
sometimes I would knowing kind of the situation of the family, you know, it's an elderly lady fixed income. I'd get a couple of the teens and I just let them know like, Hey, you got to view this as a ministry opportunity. And, you know, so we got three kids out there for two hours and, and she writes a check for $30 and it's like, Hey, look, you made $5 an hour, but that's, that's just how it is sometimes. So what we would do is the teen account we had, we'd have money in the teen account that wasn't designated towards any specific teenagers, right? There'd be times where people would just say, Hey, I just want to give $200 to the teens in general. So we would dip from that pool and I would supplement whatever they got. And so it would be worth their while, you know? Yeah, that's a good idea. And so, yeah, we we just, you try to try to make it work (laughs) however you can. Because again, if you do that too much, then you're going to, I get it being a ministry, but at the same time, these kids do need to raise money for camp. So if you have too many of those where it's just kind of a freebie handout, they're probably going to get burned out themselves on it and and not do it next time. But what I'm hearing too is that having some fundraisers where you are asking from the church family directly yeah. to to give money is is okay and good. Probably having those scheduled those yeah. though yeah. so that they know when they're going to come and it's more of an annual thing. But yeah. then also yeah. doing things outside of the church where you're asking in a sense the community to give money for a service. I mean, such yeah. as a car wash. It, any tips you'd give us, Johnny, when it comes to getting some reluctant teens and or parents to participate so you, you've got the teen who doesn't I mean, that maybe it's the seventh grader and you're just taking them out and they're just dragging their feet the whole time and they don't want to participate they don't want to be there any, any tips for motivation there when you say reluctant you mean just to actually do the work or are you talking about they don't really want to go to the activity i'm talking about somebody oh yeah i want to go i just don't want to fundraise uh yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like i've had that conversation i don't know how many times like yeah i hate fundraising so i'm not going to do that which means i don't have money to go to camp there are a couple of situ- like scenarios that are kind of impossible so if if they're like that and you've got a week before camp I mean, there. Yep. I don't. I don't really know what you can yeah. do. Then you miss out, and that's how. That's yeah. how it goes, and that sucks. Yeah, and uh, but what I was, what we always try to tell the teenagers and their parents. We always want the parents to be involved as much as possible, and of yep. course, sometimes parents couldn't care less. But right. uh, we always want them to know that money will never be an obstacle. Okay. If you will work for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know letting them know that you're very serious about them not being able to go or not getting paid if they don't do anything. Yeah. That, that probably has the most direct impact on motivating them. Right. So we even did, we even started doing this thing. We started doing a three strike rule at our car wash okay. uh, that we would do. And cause uh, not to pick on the seventh graders, but let's just right. be honest. Yeah. It's the seventh it's graders. The seventh graders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we would, we would have the, the teenagers broke up into different groups, right? So we'd have one, group would be washing cars and rinsing cars and then the other group would be drying them off and then we would have the sign holders and they'd be out on the sides of the street and on the corners and screaming and jumping and waving signs right usually the the guys the guys and girls who are washing the cars drying the cars they're older and they they've done this before and they've earned the right to wash cars right yeah and so they would do it you know and we wouldn't really have too many issues i mean really like you might have to say something once or twice because it's a long day. It's like yeah. six hours, right? Okay. Yeah. And they're good. 
Yeah. Now the seventh graders, I don't know how many times we'd go out to check on them, make sure they had water, make sure they're okay. Always the sign holders. Yep. Yes. And they'd be laying down on the grass in the, on the side of the road, <laughs> you know, like all five of yeah. them yeah. signs, you know, on the ground and yeah. they'd just be staring up at the sky. <laughs> and so we started doing a three strike rule. And we basically told them that for every time that, that we would catch them not doing what they're supposed to do to get a strike. And then after three strikes, we'd start docking the amount of money that they would earn. And we, we told this, them, this to them long before the event happened. Right. Yes, and yeah. the parents knew as well. And so everything, none of this was a surprise. None of this was right. like in the moment, in the flesh, you know, just yeah. so right. mad. Now, yeah. now, when you now when you hit the seventh graders, that's in the You're right, yeah, yeah. right, and that's that. yeah. that's a whole right. different type right. of motivation. Yeah, yeah, you can't right. actually strike them. It's a, it's a <laughs> figurative <laughs> strike. Yeah, oh, yes, 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 figurative. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, 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 this this isn't that kind of podcast. Okay, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, honestly, I've never I never hit a teenager. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, there's a story, but we we don't get yeah. time for that. Anyways, we don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. So that that is probably the most direct way to motivate them. Sure. But yeah. the, probably the most effective way to motivate them which takes a much longer time to build this up is I think for the the youth pastor I'm assuming who will be in charge and working side by yeah. side with the teenagers I, I really think that if they're the hardest worker yes mm. it removes the excuse making right and it, oh, yeah. it removes the whining yes. um and yeah. and there are times that as, as the one who's running everything you need to be the quarterback and you need to yeah. be directing and supervising and, and making sure everything's happening but i would always 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 try to make a point that the first 30 minutes hour or whatever i could do is before i needed really was needed to start coordinating things i wanted to be visible i wanted to be upfront i wanted to be busted my tail and i wanted all yeah, the teams that's good. to know that because they'll use that you know they'll use yeah, any yeah. excuse they can i've even had teams throw that in my face later like so you know we're, we're out mowing lawns or whatever and i'm out there i'm sweating with them and then i and i'm going back and i'm checking all the work and making sure everything's done and they're slacking off i get onto them and say oh well you're not doing anything and i'm like well where were you the first hour you know i've been i've been working harder than all you guys combined you know and i'm, I'm obviously not not like in a braggadocious way you're not trying yeah. to but you want them to know that, hey, I'm not, I'm not being lazy. I'm doing something here. It's good. I, I noticed that really through, uh, uh, if you do that for a whole season of fundraising by the, the second year, they will, I mean, they'll know. Uh, and probably the best compliment, and I, I don't know, it's kind of a, a backhanded compliment, I guess. But <laughs> I had a teenager uh, when we were doing a fundraiser, we were actually moving wood. It was okay. just someone, someone at their house just had like two cords of wood that needed to get moved. So we're just moving it. He kept, he kept wanting to take breaks and stuff like that. Uh, and finally, one of the other teenagers were like, uh, I think he kind of threw it back in my face. Like you're, you're not doing as much or whatever. And the other teenagers like, what are you talking about? Brother Johnny, he works. He was, he's the hardest worker. He does more work than anybody. I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. He's like, and he's old. And I was like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. like shut <laughs> up. Uh, so, yeah. so he's kind of like, he, he's a hard worker for his age. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like we give him some slack because like, look how old he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know you're trying to help. Right. I know you're yeah, trying to yeah. help. Yeah. Now, now now, this ties into the story I said about punching a teenager. Right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the other things that you could maybe 
help with that is man, be involved in those. Obviously. Yeah. And be the guy that's up there working and showing the example. Like hopefully as the youth pastor, we have that work example, that, that work ethic that we're trying to teach to those seventh graders. Hopefully that's not something we're trying to impart without having, but the other thing there is if, if it works, right, if it works, if you cannot be a part of that, so at our church, the way that that would work is the youth pastor, the church pays for them to go to all of those events, all of those things. Like that's, that's part of the, the church does that. And so I was involved in all of those fundraisers. I was there for every single one of them. I worked right alongside of them when those kind of things would happen. Like, well, you're not doing this or like, man, I'm out here every day, right? I'm out here all the time. I'm working right alongside you. And I don't even benefit from this. I go regardless whether I'm here or not. And, and mm-hmm. that that helps some of those teenagers. And some of those times, some of those parents, it helped when it was like, no, I'm here doing this. And it doesn't benefit me directly. I'm doing this because I love teenagers and I want to get them to youth conference. I want yeah. them to be a part of camp this year. Obviously, you want that to actually be your heart, right? Don't just say that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But seriously, why I was doing that, that motivation behind why I was organizing and running fundraisers wasn't because I wanted a great bank account. Like this, this bank account doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. I can't even spend this money for my stuff. This is directly related to getting teenagers to be able to hear the gospel and to grow in grace. Yes. I'm not talking about bragging or being, you know, obnoxious about it, but that doesn't need to be a secret, right? That, that's not, mm. like, we don't have to be quiet about that either. Like this is like, oh no, we, we are all, we're all the same here. No, in this case, like I'm helping because this is what I love to do. And that's going to motivate some people, I think. And it it did for us anyway. It did for us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today on Not the Pastor. Next week, we're going to have Johnny Stewart back. And we're excited to have him tell us about some of the most profitable fundraisers that he's experienced and used. So that's going to be helpful for you if you are in the neighborhood of fundraising. In the meantime, though, we'd love to have you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash not the pastor. We'd love to hear about the fundraisers that you use in order to help your teens get to camp or whatever you use fundraisers for. And then we'd ask if you would rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you find this podcast. Thanks so much for joining us this week. And until next week, we are not the pastor. Not the pastor.